The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal, from the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. My name is David Vaughn. I'm the host for tonight's program, and I'm happy to have Lisa Candito uh, with us. She is the, well, tell us, what is, what is your actual title with the Texas District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod? Uh, my title is Director of External Relations. Director of External Relations. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Tell us a little bit about your family. You're married. You have children. You have, tell us about that. I do. I am, in mar- I am married with three children. We live out in Georgetown. Um, I have three boys, um, one in college and one in high school and one starting fourth grade. Boy, oh boy. So that's some interesting times in your uh, house when uh, everybody's home and some of that uh, male hormones uh, kick in, right, with each other. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. did you ever have to worry about like, you know, you may actually hurt each other uh, when <laughs> we had four boys? And that's kind of what I was uh, remembering about that. Uh, yeah. so, I know my mom, my mom friends are always like, doesn't that wrestling bother you? I'm like, nope. <laughs> No, I know somebody's going to get hurt, but they're all aware of the consequences. So. <laughs> That's a good lesson for them, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, your position with the Texas District, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I started five years ago, and at that time, my position um, was named Director of Communications. So it, it's really changed over the last five years. Uh, but really, my role is to... Um, share the stories that are going on across the district, whether that's website or video or letters. But I get the uh, unique opportunity to learn those stories about how the word of God is being spread across Texas and share those with our various um, audiences. Mm -hmm. So some of the audiences that you reach out to, who who are you trying to connect with? Uh, We Obviously, congregations, you know, our mission is to strengthen congregations. So congregations and um, ordaining commission workers are, you know, our top audience. Um, but then also um, everyone that's part of the Texas district or not, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe I, I should say that those that are unchurched are our priority audience because that's that's what we're trying to do. Um, but in the way of keeping our congregations updated on upcoming events or changes to policies and procedures, those kinds of things, um, that that is our main goal, to make sure that they have the tools that they need from the district in order to do what they need to do. So do you actually provide support uh, to congregations in terms of their own communications efforts, or is it much more trying to get the story out? I think it's more about getting the story out. Um for my role mm-hmm. from the president's office, you know, we've got a great staff there that do minister to minister and uh, some of our external communication. Um, and so they're really there to provide that key information that um, especially our ordained um, individuals need to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're sharing the stories, uh, I'm I'm a little bit of on the inside here because I've seen some correspondence that uh, you've had regarding uh, some of the 
particular specific mission start uh, stories that we're trying to get out. Can you think of one offhand that maybe is worth uh, maybe sharing with with folks as they're listening tonight? Absolutely. And I guess uh, before I do that, though, so uh, part of my role is communications for Texas Partners in Mission. Uh, So, um, you know, we're communicating with givers um, to raise money for those missions. And 100 percent of what is donated goes to missions whether that's, um, you know, our evangelist program or mission starts church planners. And um, so we really want to focus on sharing how this is being used um, across the district and letting people know that um, the gifts that they've given are truly going to spreading the word of God. So just, um, I'm going to stop one, you for just a second about that. That's really good. Uh, you mentioned Texas Partners in Mission. That is a specific... Uh, fund, if you will, a specific uh, opportunity for people to support direct mission work. Is that is that a fair way to say that? That is correct. Um, so giving to the, the Texas district, but noting that it's Texas Partners in Mission, um, that will go directly to missions 100%. Uh, we also work with Texas District Church Extension Fund on a Texas two-step program to partner with them to even increase um, your donation to mission. So giving, um, you know, opening account with Texas CEF, a minimum of 5,000, um, then making those donations to Texas Partners in Mission actually increases uh, what we're able to do. Yeah, so say say just a little bit about that Texas two-step program. Then we can get back to what you were saying a, a moment ago. Um, the Texas two-step program, open an account with the Texas Church Extension Fund, uh, for five thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, I think you get mm-hmm. an extra percentage uh, bump because of doing that. That's correct. So you open that account and make a minimum one thousand dollar donation to Texas Partners in Mission, um, and then you do get that um, added point, as you mentioned. Wow! Um, and we were very lucky at convention. Our offering was for Texas Partners in Mission. Mm-hmm. We got an outpouring of gifts. Um, the generosity was just overwhelming. Um, and that was matched by Texas District CEF and Legacy Deo. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was just that was just something that was so fabulous to see. So I want to circle back to what I interrupted you from a moment ago and uh, was asking about the um, story that you might have uh, with regard to one of the stories you're trying to share. Sure. Um, and I'll, I think it means so much to me because it has a bit of a personal connection. And it's one that we haven't shared yet in our mission story um, videos, but we will upcoming. Um, my youngest child has Down syndrome. And so one of the things that as a family, we have a mission to create meaningful jobs um, for individuals um, with intellectual disabilities. And so following uh, what Reverend um, Doublestein is doing with Link San Antonio um, and opening up, you know, a, a way to reach out to others is opening a bit of a coffee trailer. And I, I want to learn more about that um, in the next little bit. But um, speaking to him, I, I know that He's employed somebody um, that also has some disabilities. And so I, I just think that's fabulous. You know, church doesn't have to be within the four walls. It can be anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, whether that's serving coffee or having, you know, your worship gathering at a coffee shop. And so that really intrigues me how I'm seeing what's happening across Texas go um, outside of those four walls. And we're meeting people where they're at, um, which I just think is is fabulous. You know, another one is the expansion 
um, ministries that go on um, in the Dallas area and how they're offering tutoring to students. Again, meeting people where they're at, serving a need that they have, and showing Christ's love just in day-to-day activities. That's that's wonderful. Um, you you mentioned uh, website videos and letters. Uh, if somebody would like to actually see, um, are the are the videos available on the website, or how does somebody get to that and maybe see some of these so that they could really be encouraged by that? Yeah, um, on our homepage at txlcms.org, there are links to our most current videos. Um, we also have a um, Texas District LCMS YouTube channel, uh, which has all of our videos, um, including even the recent convention. Um, that was one thing that we're doing a little bit different, you know, with changes in communication. We were able to post our Bible studies, the whole convention, not just the worship gatherings. Um, and so we were able to put those on YouTube so folks could go back and um, participate. And watch. You know, you mentioned uh, changes. That that really does remind us. There's been some changes in the whole communication scene over the last years, and, and especially probably through COVID. What? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, we needed to think outside the box and come up with some unique ways that we continue to do what we're doing um, to support congregations. Um, not in person. So the first thing that we did was the Professional Church Workers Conference, um, typically held every three years, we made that a completely online event. And I think it worked really well. It was our first one ever to do it that way, but we were enabled, we were able to engage folks um, virtually. They were able to chat and connect. We were able to share some videos and do some things that honestly we wouldn't have been able to do in person. Um, and at a reduced cost, too. You know, honestly, you know, we can look at the negatives of COVID and how it's changed communication. But one of the positives is we're able to engage and do these things with folks right from their home. They don't have to travel. They don't have to, you know, spend money to go um, at hotels. And so I think that's been a real benefit as well. Mm-hmm. So you did the uh, Church Workers Conference uh, by video. Um, and as you did that, what was there like any big aha, any big, uh, you mentioned just the fact that people could access it a little bit easier. Well, I'm sure there was a learning curve. There was, there was, you know, finding a platform, you know, it, you know, what capabilities does Zoom have? Uh, what capabilities does, you know, Google Hangout? There are all these different right. platforms you can use and finding out what's going to serve you the best. Um, and we we have had a blessing of working with some outside um, companies that, um, you know, hit the road running when COVID hit and so that they had a lot more experience and they walked us through it. But I think this is going to be something that will continue to remain and we will continue to offer kind of this hybrid um, event opportunity. And so internally, we want to learn how to do that ourselves. So it seem, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, for our audience. And they can feel like they're there, even though they're not physically present. They can still engage and not just feel like they're being talked at, but it, it's a two-way um, communication road. We're talking with Lisa Candido of the Texas District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. She is the uh, Director of External Relations. Is that uh, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. And so yeah. you're wanting to make sure that uh, people outside of the Texas district, uh, especially people outside of thinking of the district office, uh, the various congregations and workers are connected with 
the mission, and the mission of the Texas District is to uh, help congregations. Strengthen congregations, yes, yeah. <laughs> both globally and locally, yeah. yeah. So we want to make disciples. We want to have people learn more about Jesus and follow him. And that's really important to all you do. And I really, really do appreciate that. So um, you mentioned uh, the uh, the coffee shop in San Antonio as one of the stories that you're telling. Uh, you, you have others as well. And other and are these on video? Are they written form? How, how do you typically get those out? In the beginning, you know, we really tried to utilize blogs um, and through the assistance of, um, at that time, they were called mission and ministry facilitators. They were really the boots on the ground remote workers that were hearing these stories. Um, but what we found, and especially with trying to engage younger people, is that videos really spoke to people mm-hmm. um, more than reading a blog. And so we've transitioned over the last, I'd say, 12 to 16 months to capture videos monthly um, sharing these stories and and they're you know they can be everything from how our Lutheran schools um, did graduation when you couldn't do in-person graduations for COVID-19 or when Austin um, had their large storm you know some of the local congregations that were getting trailers where people could do their laundry or get food or take showers so I mean I just I can't I can't just keep it to one story. There's so many great ones that are happening and so many great ones that we're hearing that we want to be able to cover. Um, but we have really transitioned into more video um, than just the, the written part of it with blogs. Um, and eventually I'd like to do something like podcasts. I think podcasts are something that people really enjoy. And I think they like to hear from the horse's mouth, you know, these stories. So um, videos can capture that. But you don't want them to be too long. So right. then we're limited that way. We're something like a podcast. You know, you can have more time and you can and really um, enhance the story for people to hear it and get engaged with it. So we're always kind of thinking of newer ways that we can share these stories um, and meet a more diverse audience. So whether that's translation into Spanish or, like I mentioned, um, younger individuals, you know, some social media teasers where we just are enough to get them interested in the story and then loop them back or to the longer vision or longer video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. We're speaking with Lisa Candido, the Director of External Relations with the Texas District of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Thank you for connecting with us on Engaging Truth. Evangelical Life Ministries, ELM, is a group of volunteers in the Houston areas who not only plan each of these broadcasts, but also produce them. Each broadcast is founded on God's Word, centered in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Your prayers and financial gifts help us send each broadcast through various delivery technologies to our country and even throughout the world. Please go to elmhouston.org and click on the donate button to help support us in that. Or you can send your support to ELM PO Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. Again, that's ELM PO Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. We appreciate every gift and promise to use your gift to send the good news of Jesus to all the world. Thanks so much for your help. Again, elmhouston.org. That's the place you can connect with us. But we also want you to connect with Lisa and with the Texas District. You mentioned podcasts. I think that seems to be, at least to me, to be a growing uh, phenomenon. I'm, you know, you, you can 
You can uh, right now. I'm listening to a podcast series on the Revolutionary War. I mean, you can you can get things about just about anything. Uh, very well done. So, is this something that you have plans for, or is it at this point in time a hope? Or how, where are you with that? You know, for me, it's a hope and a goal and um, what we can do. Um, and, you know, I am so fortunate to have such a supportive team um, and a supportive president and Michael Newman that we can explore these things. You know, what, what, what's a what's a what's a thought? What's a, a possibility? And, and what can we do? So I, I, that's one thing, you know, that I would really like to see um, in my role over the next couple of years, hopefully, that we could start producing something like that. Yeah, that that really sounds good. Um, so tell us about now when you went to, uh, you had to make this big transition with, uh, with the whole COVID and, and uh, you decided, okay, we're going to actually record not only the worship services, but the Bible Bible classes um, and the Bible studies that were made. Uh, did that include even recording like the breakout sessions uh, at the district convention or are those, is that something separate or how did that work? Yeah, I mean, all credit for what congregations did. That's that's all them, and and kudos to them. Um, but for the district convention, yes, we we did record all the breakout sessions so people um, could listen to what those um, very valuable speakers had to say. Yeah, and all of that is available on the and YouTube team, channel. Uh, we will have. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, you know, coming up in October, we'll also have our pastor's conference. And so, again, on that same model, how can we provide the ability for um, our pastors to interact not only in a physical space, but online as well? Um, and then sharing for those that are unable to attend. So so you're, you, it will be actually a hybrid uh, option so pastors can be present physically in person as well as tune in online. Is that correct? Yeah, that is what we're trying to, to, that's what our hope is, to be able to do that. Yes, yes. I've been a part Um, of that. That can be challenging. It can be. It can be. And we really are fortunate to have, you know, congregations that work with us to help host those events and have the expertise in their congregations for the AV support and those kinds of things. Um, we're, we're all a team across Texas, right? We can't do it alone. So. Yeah. So did you, you, I'm sure you maybe also saw, uh, congregations make that huge switch, uh, when COVID shut so many things down and they went online and, and so forth. Uh, were you able to be a part of like, uh, seeing that happen or your own church, for example, or was, tell us, you know, give, give us any insight you have about that. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of videos. In fact, I think it was a three-part series that we did on how COVID affected um, worship um, and how we gathered together and then kind of what is the future going to bring. And those are some great videos that highlight what some of the congregations were doing. Um, you know, we were able to provide some resources in the beginning. We had a COVID-19 resource page that we tried to provide as much information, whether it was statewide or federal, and and also some um, resources that could help them make that transition to an online gathering. Um, And, I mean, I've been so impressed with what the congregations have been able to do, and I I think many will continue to sustain that. Um, As having, you know, a family member with a compromised immune system, you know, and especially as things continue to change, it seems like every day things are changing again. 
um, for that kind of population to be able to still worship and do that from home um, and to keep others safe. You know, if you're not feeling well, you can still be part of worship and, and stay within your space and keep others safe. So um, for you personally during this last year and, and maybe just even now, what, what would you say is your biggest challenge as you're trying to carry out the mission that you have as part of the Texas district? Oh, boy. Um, I guess I would have to say, you know, as, as a full-time working mom mm. and trying to balance online schooling for both um, an elementary and high school I would like to be out there more um, interacting personally with the congregations. Um, before COVID, I was able to really go with our videographer and, and meet the congregations and the pastors and the individuals sharing their story about how they came to, to Christ. And I just haven't been able to do that as much. And so that's a challenge for me to really be able to share those stories personally when I haven't been able to to be there to hear them. Um, but we have a, a great team that goes out and just captures those stories in such a great way that, that I really feel like, you know, so many of them have brought me to tears. You're, you're able to, to really just feel touched by what they're saying within those videos. Yeah, so but I think on a personal level, that, that's probably the, been the most challenging as I'm as I'm sure it has been for many families for the last year. And you mentioned here uh, bringing you to tears and that's really because it's connecting people with the love of Jesus. I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that that's really what uh, would be would be uh, what's important to you. Uh, if at the end of the day when you when you have finished your work day and you know that you've had a big win uh, what what is that? I mean what's your big win? Is it like, ah, I finally made that perfect recording or is it something else? You know, honestly, I, I get to see what I get to see the stats of people looking at things. So okay. a big win for me is that, you know, we sent out our monthly Catalyst newsletter and mm-hmm. we had 65 percent of the people we sent it to open it up and we had 40 percent actually go on to the video. So that's a huge win that, you know, we put time and effort and people received it and enjoyed it and experienced it and heard it, you know, so that's just fabulous for me. Um, and amazing. things like, you know, Texas Partners in Mission, we continue to plant churches. You know, we continue to increase the number of evangelists in the training program. We are, you know, reaching more than 9,000 people on a weekly basis. And, and it's those things that just fulfill me and um, just keep us going, right? You know, to continue to spread the gospel and the number of folks that can hear it. This is such a crucial time, in my opinion, for people to be hearing it and to feel um, that the church is there for them during this challenging time. Boy, no kidding. Nine, say that number again, 9,000 people. Nine, more than 9,000 weekly we um, you know, are reaching the gospel through what we're doing. So they're hearing about the love of Jesus and the, the, the promise of everlasting life that he has for us. 
through the work that you're doing. That's got to be very rewarding. And uh, well, not yeah. just me. Again. I understand. <laughs> right, <laughs> a right. larger but team. You're but yes, you know, it, right? as a as a collaborative group of individuals, the missionaries mm-hmm. and the church planners and the evangelists. You know, we are reaching so many people mm-hmm. within the Texas district, yeah. and I think that's just fabulous. Well, we're talking with Lisa Candido of the Texas District uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. She is sharing her work in communications as the director of uh, external relations. And Lisa, let's just one final thought here that you'd love to leave us with. If if you somebody's listening to this and you would like them to uh, engage with what you're doing, how is the best way for them to do that? Through the website, um, they can go on. There's an info at txlcms.org. My personal email is on there um, as well. But I I just want to share gratitude for not only the gifts that we receive, but the prayers and the words of encouragement and support that we get from members and congregations and um, ordained and commissioned workers, church workers um, across. You know, it's just such a supportive group of individuals that are working to do this in our state. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Engaging Truth. And we look forward to hearing more stories about the gospel. God bless. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.